Yeah, this is DJ Vic Smooth, the host of the show, and I got my other host with me, which is REA and Billy Ball and Juvie Rocks, y'all. Name of the show is called TV Cafe, and it goes down every Thursday from 3 to 5 on Fishbowl Radio Network. And you can also check it out at the website, fbrn.us. Studios at Global Life Park, Arlington, Texas. So definitely come and check us out, y'all, because it's going to be live every Thursday, and it's always going down. So be sure to log in each week from 3 to 5, TV Cafe, and it's going down every Thursday. Come through and jump in, y'all. Yeah, y'all already know what time it is. The TV Cafe show is going live and direct. Man, I mean, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna give a big major shout out to all my peoples. You know, I, I did it this morning on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Talking about, you know, chapter 43. Yesterday was the big birthday. You know what I'm saying? This year is a major, another step, stepping stone of the way. Also, two years of the anniversary of. TV Cafe on Fishbowl Radio Network. You know what I'm saying? It goes down for this Saturday, but, you know, the show is not on Saturday, so we're doing it today as the marking stone for the two-year anniversary. And this is what we do, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We keep it live. We keep it productive. We give y'all an awesome show every week. You know what I'm saying? And we, we pretty much stay on top with the music and give you more. So I am your host, DJ Vic Smooth. You know what I'm saying? The TV Cafe show, and this is what we do. And my other co-host is... Arie in the building. And happy birthday to my brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, big bro. Now, you know, last night, you know, was a big, big stone. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we did a few things that was amazing. Like, you know, we hung out at the Crown Lounge last night. Before that, you know what I'm saying? I had dinner, you know, with the fam. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was major. It was fun. You know, and like I said, you know, living it is a blast. You know what I'm saying? Because when you, when you mark another year in history, you know, and a lot of us, I hate to say this, but a lot of us don't make it to that certain time in history. Year levels, you know what I'm saying? And us as a people, we got to get better at that. You know what I'm saying? Especially for the hip hop community. We definitely get got to get better at that health wise. You know what I'm saying? Some people are dying out, you know what I'm saying, due to the violent situation. But there's something that we have to mark better in the territorial of this. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing more important than life. You know what I'm saying? I had a great weekend. You know, it was a beautiful weekend jumping into my birthday. You know what I'm saying? And, and we still got this whole weekend to go for this party that's going down for us. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my cousin Sheldon, brother Doc. You know what I'm saying? And all the people, like I said, that celebrated with me last night and yesterday was just amazing for it to happen. And I'm just glad as a hip hop person, you know what I'm saying? As an artist, you know, of my craft, of what I talk about, you know, this is all real. Now, majorly what I want to, when I want to give a big shout out, shout out to Nas, first of all, because he's doing a song with 50 Cent on the album. Nice, and nice. It's supposed the Magic Two is supposed to actually release this Friday, from what I'm hearing. You know, I, I hope uh, I hope you come through like you always do. 
Uh, Nas, Nas definitely always come through with that uh that old school flavor, and he is never swayed from it. And, and but at the same time, he still compliments the, the the new the new cats that are coming out, the youngins that are coming through. And uh, I like that about him. Word. I mean, I love it because I'm like, yo, you know, it's it's long overdue for Nas and Fifty Cent to do a song together, and this is like. You know, like everybody's been talking about, like, yo, Nas and 50 on the track together, like this. Mm-hmm. And some people don't even believe it. They're like, nah, Nas and 50 don't get on the track. Nah, it's actually happening, y'all. Like, this is a stepping stone, man. Like, this is 50 years of hip hop history. Well, you know, I thought about this and I'm like, you know, if, if somebody actually would have got some bullets through his head, 50 Cent's head, we would not have been able to enjoy the stuff from G Unit and, and all the, uh, all the incredible talent that 50 Cent has. And uh, I don't care what anybody says, 50 and his crew, when they had the G unit, they came hard. I don't, I yeah. Don't, I don't care. They they were at the same, if not more, or at the same level as Wu-Tang. Exactly. I mean, like, come on, they had the, they had the sneakers. 50 had the vitamin water. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there was so yeah. much going at and that time. His tank tops to this day is tops. As, as the old schools call it, white beaters. But <laughs> yes, sir. So I, I, come, big hats to uh, Fifty and Nas because both of them come from uh, my one of my favorite places where the MCs derived from, where I got my uh, lyrical content from, and that was new, the East Coast, New York. You know, and and, and that in, also encompasses all the East Coast, fairly including the Midwest. I don't leave them out. And um, I just think, I think. We we don't appreciate them as much as we should when they're alive, when they're gone. Like we you know we lost X and and uh, Pac and Biggie and I mean and I miss Biggie. I just can't imagine hearing another track from Biggie right now. Just hearing the brand new delivery right now, it'd be amazing. Yeah, including Pac. I mean, I mean the the way we rock and the way we vibe, man. It's like like seeing this. Like it's it's, it's been long overdue. You know what I'm saying? Like Nas is like over 26 years in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And being 26 years of hip-hop, and like I said, come on, the, the artist that did five albums in less than four years. I just seen a documentary on uh, Prodigy. He spoke about the beef that him and Nas had in the earlier days. Yeah. Uh, but like we've always known, like it is in the hood, there's cats on the outside of that relationship that's causing the problem. Yeah. And, and luckily when Prodigy got out of jail, and had some head, some one on one with Nas. They already figured out what it was before they even. Well, it was. Came yeah, it was yeah, other yeah. people that was involved in the beat yeah, that kept yeah, you know, stuff going. Right, because probably these people's on his side, the ones that didn't like Nas, and then then the, and then Nas had people on his side. Okay, well, yeah, Prodigy might not have came from the projects. He still came out the hood. Yeah, he still in the streets. He's still in the gutter. And yeah, he did do some ballet when he was young. When you're young, you do a lot of things. There's a lot of cats I know. There's a lot of things that they might not want to share because it might be embarrassing. You know, someone might have wore a tutu. <laughs> so, I mean, I go down the line of that. But in the end result, and you look at how a Mob Deep come off, I don't know too many dudes that come off like Mob Deep did. Yeah. And, and, and come with that elevation. And then Nas, just superior in his own way with his own lyrical finesse. Them two still on their own ground, and they are, and you can go buy the album to this day, and you'll never be disappointed. But you know, you know, 
you know, I look at the, the different forms that came mm-hmm. out as like rap groups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you had my Deep, it was in their own turf. Then you had Gangstar, which was totally on another different turf. You know what I'm saying? And Primo changed the game with that. And and I and I look at it and I'm looking at all these duels that we had. EPMD. You know. Yeah. I mean, we, we we didn't have so much and so much gifts and so much talents over the years. You know, I'm sitting here looking at it and when it, when it came to me yesterday and I'm like, damn, man, you're 40, you know, you're 43. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the 43rd chapter. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm embracing it because I looked at it from the last 20 years, you know, 20 years down the line, right? Yeah. And I had a lot of homies that we, that we grew up and played basketball with, but a lot of them is not here. A lot of them, they get the chance to see 43 or, or 20, you know what I'm saying? Or 29 or... 31, 32, you know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at all the years that they done passed. And it, and it's adding up. And I'm like, damn, man, you know, you're, you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? You're still here. But, you know, I appreciated the game and appreciated from my landmarks of what I've done. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people haven't had a chance to do that and didn't make it to that, you know what I'm saying, to that next level. And... I'm looking at the different, you know what I'm saying, rap joints, looking at the different rap albums, and I'm like, yo, damn, they got they wasn't they wasn't around, so they missed this album. They missed that yeah. part of it, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you think about it, we were with all the hip hop from its beginnings up until now, the, the part that we love about it, we uh, especially in the, the late eighties and the nineties, we were catered to so well, even from the beginning of early, early hip hop, we were catered to so well with good albums. That you just knew that that album was gonna be hard to come out from that artist. And, now, and the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, back then it was always a challenge because say you didn't have enough money to buy all the albums. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You had to like literally sit there and choose, like, yo, do I want this album? And you, I mean, you used to sit there and nick pick mm-hmm. and be like, damn, hold yeah, on. If you, if you were shortchanged, if you shortchanged money, you had to debate on which one of them two high. You know, both of them albums were gonna be, and it might have been three. So and. So you had to get one over the other, unless you had the cash, and depending on what you're gonna buy it as a cassette or a CD. Exactly. And you know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm looking at it, man, and I thought about all the years of my birthday that came around. Like it was so many good albums that came out exactly around my birthday, and I'm just sitting there looking at it over the years. I'm like, damn, man, you know what? I've been through this stage. I've been through that stage. I've been through this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us don't get to live it, don't get to see it. You know, I, I, used, I thought about this. When you were younger, in your early teens, uh, or, or late teens, going up into your 20 stage, you didn't do a lot of dating. You did no. a lot of messing around. But the reason for that was not only because you were trying to be out there, out there like that, you had to be careful with the choices you made. Yeah. Because if you didn't, you didn't have some of the choices like we went through now in our, in our older years where you made the choice of somebody and there's a give or take, bad, some bad things that may have dominated the relationship and have broken that relationship up, which I'm, I'm sure most, most of us have already gone through them stages. So at this point now, you know exactly what you're looking for. But exactly. back then we didn't. And on top of that, you're inexperienced. So you're like, man, do I really want? And I remember back then, the girls you dated back when you were younger, 
they wanted to sign what they wanted. And then you yeah. know, they would tell you they loved you and that you was the one, but if uh, be a fly on the wall, they were talking about that other Joe Schmo, but they thought it was fine, he was cute, and even though he might have been a butthole, but they like they liked the look, the wannabe look. But then when it came down to a real OG or a BG, young young baby gangster, they didn't know how to deal with that. Or just a street brother in general. Yeah. They ain't had to be no gangster. You just had to be a street brother. Because I, I, I can say this much. Street brothers are more dangerous than your gangsters. You can identify your gangsters. You can't identify your street brothers like that. That's right. And I mean, man, like I said, it, it, it's so much, man, you know, for, for, for our hip-hop culture, our hip-hop music. You know, I, I looked at it and started counting down all the verbal beefs that, you know what I'm saying, that was on the microphone, you know. And... A lot of times we had choices of like, yo, who you was rocking with, who you was going with. There were certain battles that was like, yo, it stands out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, one of, one of, my, one of uh, me and my brothers was just talking about this on uh, Monday. It was downstairs, you know what I'm saying? We was talking about this. And, you know, one day eventually I'm going to do a, a hip hop legacy. And where, where I come from. We're going to do a show about that. You know, so I talked to him about that. You know what I'm saying? And my, my people was like, yo, man, we should definitely do it. And like I said, my neighborhood, I love all y'all. You know what I'm saying? For y'all holding me down. You know, y'all tell me about the show, the positive intakes, the positive looks. You know, and it always takes somebody to do something different at a time. But for it to be, to, for it to be this, the way it is, the way we captured it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this hip-hop elevation, man, is something more. And it was a gift. And sometimes when you got a gift, you rock with it and you roll with it. And my gift is is my peoples and this show. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's always going to be on the realness. It's always going to be at the top. It's always going to be something that is real deeply quoted and definitely verified real because we're not going to give you no suspect. We're going to give you the actual real deal on this music adventure of hip-hop. Well, you know what? I uh, I took some thought. Camille, you had this conversation one time uh, about this. But I took some deeper thought. And uh, we were talking, remember, if you recall, we had a conversation about how music industry has changed or the music that's coming out has changed. That's the main thing. Yeah. I, give le- I, c- I care less about the industry in general as long as they stick to the plan. Well, back in the late 80s and 90s, especially with uh, even 70s with R&B, and then hip hop. Okay. Well, we don't got away from the love of the art of making yeah. good music. Because when we were making good music back then, the reason why it was so good because we just wanted to hear good music, a good message, or, or something we could relate to. Today, it's more so money and, uh, and, and how the industry, uh, and throughout through the industry, how the company's getting paid. And if lucky, if the artist is getting their, their due for what they done put in. And so you can tell that it's not about the art no more. It's more so about how many dividends they can make. Yeah. Come, we did it for the art, all that music that came. Even you, you go back to old Jay-Z albums. Come on, that album, they used a lot of R&B that was just so tight. It was like, man, he came out with, I can't believe he used that sample. You know, we used to bug out on the samples they used, and it was fat. And I remember when... uh. Sugar Hill came out because several other artists used that same track. But uh, 
Keith Stokes came over with something updated. And uh, compliments to LES. Much praises to him and AZ for doing that. As yep. well as Nas, Nas and Quan uh, doing just a moment. So you got tracks like that that just that will live out all day. We need that today. I mean, like, 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 let's look at it. Like, remember when DJ Quick came out with Tonight? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know what that, I'm saying? They, like, they played the hell out of that song the moment it was released. And, and, and the funny thing about it is, is like the sample. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so much at that time that we had. And the sample, Clarence, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I loved all these people that did the samples. Cause they gave you something, you know what I'm saying? It made, it made the, it made the hit stand out even more because you sampled it and you kept it going, you kept it reversed. Well, you know what? Those songs like tonight that came from the artists, they came at the right time because there was a bunch of whack stuff that was filtering through hip hop and R and B. Yeah. And so somebody came with something hard, you like, oh, we back on track. Somebody came with it. And of course, Quick, he's always been phenomenal with his talent. That guy is, is mad. Man, Quick's production is always, you know what I'm saying? He he, he knows what to do. He rocks with what he does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm thankful for all the music that drops. You know what I'm saying? That we hear. Like, Quick, every time he throws out something, it's a banger. You know what I'm saying? Now, one thing I want to bring up, too, because, you know, this this has been all over the Internet the last few days. But Dr. Dre has some, you know, has some uh, people to work with, but he turned down. Yeah, I heard about that. And I, I mean, can you blame him? You know what I'm saying? Because when you have when you have your when you have your heroes and you have people that's like. You know what I'm saying? Like your favorite artist and it's like. And they come and ask you to, you know, try to work for them or produce for them. It's like, what can you do with it? I, and I felt exactly what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? Like Stevie Wonder came to him, he turned it down. Then, then he did a song. Uh, they had they actually sampled a song. Um, him and um, uh, Marsha Ambrosia did a Stevie Wonder song, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Sample yeah, from. Yeah. But, you know, Stevie Wonder was like, yeah, but you need to change this, you need to change that. You know what I'm saying? And they changed it. But, like I said, it's it's, it's in a classic way. Then he had a chance to work with Prince and Michael Jackson. But, like I said, these are your heroes. These are people that you grew, he grew up like, you know what I'm saying, before he got famous. And, you know, being that big of a producer... And the artist himself, I mean, Dr. Dre done produced for a lot of people and made a lot of major. Do, do you do you ever think that maybe I, I thought about this, but I'm, I'm, I want your take on this. Do you ever think that maybe the producer dealing with his favorite icons uh, in the game that he might have a little fear to let them down? That's exactly what it is. It's like it's like. You know, you're sitting there, you're thinking, and you're like, man, but you know, and I understand where he came from. Where he's like, yo, I don't want to, I don't want to do it, and then it becomes a flop or it's a failure. That's what I'm saying. That's you know what I'm saying. And I mean, you—that's a real man to admit something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, for many years, people never knew about this until just recent. But it takes a strong ass person to sit there and say, yo, you know what? This is what happened. You know, this is, you know, and I did turn it down. Yeah, the money might look good. 
the money might be, you know, but you you want you want a classic to always remain classic or do something that's gonna be classic in that same exact length. So but, I was shocked. I was shocked with uh um Rod Kim got with Dre, for example. Yeah. I truth heard. I had when I first first heard that. I said, well, "What?" And then I heard um, Rakim's verse. I said, "That man is a mad genius when it comes to lyrics." And the fact that he got with that soul sister like that—that—that that, that was a perfect combination. So I couldn't imagine. I heard the tracks that uh, Dre did for him, but I wanted if he could have done a little bit more research on Rakim's background in the East Coast. And See, maybe he would have been able to compliment Rock him a little bit more. The, the, the thing about it with Dre, and I'm going to say, is like at the time when Rock Kim came to him, you know, he was basically, he was basically with Clark Kent a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Production wise. So when Rock Kim went to him, you know, it was at a time Rock Kim was still figuring out where he wants to, what next lane and what next level he wanted to go. Yeah. And then remember after that, there was no more albums. Mm -hmm. So when, 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 when you're in your stage and when you're in your set and you're like, damn, you know, I didn't came this far, but you know, you went from producer to producer, but like I said, DJ Clark Kent produced a lot of the last of Rock Kemp stuff. You know what I'm saying? Versus you know, and then when he signed with Dre, it was just one of those things that could have worked and didn't work. But when you feel the music ain't right for your lyrics or if you mm. match that beat, it's kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Dre study Rakim in, in, in that level of where he wanted to be doing the music. If it was me, if I, if I could choose for Rakim, for example. Yeah. Uh, and it was a West Coast producer. Not saying Dre didn't, didn't do his thing. It just they couldn't work that chemistry out. But uh, Battle Cat would have been one of my first West Coast producers for, for yeah. uh, Rakim because Battle Cat stays along the R&B soul and jazz. Because uh, I know him and Battle Cat got that in favor. And then also I would have had Les, definitely Les, produce for him. And then P Rock, and of course Primo all day every day. I think that just them combinations. And also another person that I don't, I'm not going to leave out because I really think this guy has uh, incredible talent from my neck of the woods. Uh, Kanye. Yeah. I think the compliments of them, them several guys just named off would have really had a, a, a dirty album for Rock I mean, honestly, I, I was, I was saying to myself, I would, I would want to see Swiss Beats and Rock do a joint together. That'd be interesting too. Because, I mean, from 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 the early two thousands to now, Swiss done elevated his music. Well, you know, if, if X wanted to die, we might have got that track with uh, Rock Kim and DMX with Swiss producing it. That, that could have exactly. been possible. That'd you been know, amazing. but you know, the thing is, uh, Swiss was just on an um, interview the other day, and he was talking about different artists that he has in the vault of music, you know what I'm saying? That hasn't came out yet. And it's amazing when you do so many songs and so many recordings, but you can always go back and say, yo, we ain't never released that yet. That, that joint mm -hmm. didn't come out. 
Matter of fact, yo, we about to do another album. Yo, let's let's put that on a track. Like he got so many tracks lined up with DMX that's not even out there. You know what I'm saying? And they was talking, and um, Punk Master Flex was talking about it last year. Like, yo, drop a joint, you know, from DMX. You know what I'm saying? Like he was calling out different uh artists and different uh producers to drop you no know, certain stuff for certain artists. And you know, it, it takes that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's amazing because when we as an artist and we have so much stuff lined up, you know what I'm saying? And especially when you're taking time off, like Jay right now is just enjoying life. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. And, you know, and shout out, and shout out to Jay's mom. You know, she just got married, remarried again, you know, a couple weekends ago. But thing is, man... Jay needed that break. Jay, I mean, Jay done so many years back to back with albums, but you know, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know what I'm saying, celebrate his kids, you know, celebrate family. But celebrate you know, you know, you, you know, you got them haters out there that's constantly barking on uh, social media about how he's rich and how he's done that. I'm like, the brother came up like a lot of us from the struggle. Why knock a man down when he was already down before he got up there? You know, most people knock people down because in the world of creation, you're going to have haters and you're going to have people that's always going to try to throw dirt in your name. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for the haters that throw dirt on your name or to throw dirt at you, it's because they're not going nowhere. So they're like, well, if he's not going, you know, if I ain't going nowhere, he ain't going nowhere, I'm going to talk bad about it. Well, you know, I was impressed, in fact, when I first found out that him and Beyonce was together, I said, man, that's a powerhouse. And then when they came out with them tracks, oh, every track they put out together was just a big time hit. And it was all, and it's constantly hits every time they get together and do something. You know what I'm saying? It's always a major yeah. hit, always a big bomb. You know what I'm saying? And like Jay right now was just relaxing. I mean, shout out, shout out to, you know, because you know he's, 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 a, he's at the museum, you know, mm-hmm. they did the book of holes. Now, it's crazy because Jay didn't even know that they was going to do this. But I look at it and I'm like, yo, this dude don't write his lyrics. So they had to actually type out his lyrics and, you know what I'm saying, put the different songs of whole in that mind. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm sitting there like, yo, there's nothing better than that. And that success rate. And it's 50 years of hip hop. And they was like, yo, we're going to do this as an art, as a craft. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the music, like the book of hope. Like, well, you know, how, how many people get a chance to really enjoy their craft? what they love to do and yeah, do it many. and do it big not many see so you i know, would never knock a man down that don't don't work from the bottom up it came from the bottom then worked himself to the top and hopefully he ain't kill nobody to get there but uh word but you know at this point right now yeah he, he has a right a reason to be enjoying life because he could be in the hood taking somebody's life yeah and and the thing about that man is like you got you got people that you know is like it's it's just a it's just a major hating stone you know what I'm saying yeah and instead of instead of vibing with the person and being realistic you know what I'm saying like like the rules and the morals then changed over the years so much you know what I'm saying 
And it was a different, it was a different time and era when we came up on a respect level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we have respect boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we might have did stuff that was messed up. We might have done stuff that was like, but we still had that boundary. We still had the we still had the we, mm-hmm. we still had the code and we had the morals. We had that code of respect in the streets. And at you know home, not only the streets at home too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and, and the thing about it is it's like where did we go and where did we turn wrong? You know what I'm saying? As a hip hop community, like, yeah, we 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 we'd have lost a few times, but we made it ten times harder. Yeah, you know what I'm saying for the brothers and sisters. Well, you know when I heard when I heard that Jay had brought a few things for Snoop in the past and several other artists, you got to think it takes a lot for brothers to come together on the same level, you Thanks. know, and to make yeah. something big happen because a lot of brothers uh, be hating on each other, and you know Jay Z's a powerhouse. I give yeah. it to him, and I love his. I, I love all. I love majority of all his music because when he does come lyrically, he comes with that delivery. Comes, and you want to exactly. you want to scrap with him? He's down for that. And, and, and the thing about it is, man, you know, I look at it where 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 I came at with you. You know what I'm saying? And, and we did this podcast, and I, and I remember when I first came. Yeah. You, were like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yo, I, I was seeing things. But it wasn't done yet. But I was like, yo, let's rock with him. And trust me, it's going to go to where it's going to go. Well, you know, I looked at you crazy because, of course, of my past experience as a man, I ain't about to go through no part two. But that's, wait a minute. That was actually at a radio station. This is a podcast. I said, well, this is going to be different. And then this, this is with my boy. My, we've been waiting for a minute to do something together. I said, well, you know what? Uh, if there was never a, a good time, this is it. And you know, and, and and you know, marking two years of history in this at Fishbowl Radio Network. I mean, I remember the first year, and we just started, and yeah. then we did the we did the we did the documentary movie for Fishbowl Radio. You know, the making of Fishbowl. You know, Man, I was mad crazy. I was not expecting that, and I wasn't expecting it either. But then at the same time. Once I saw that, once I saw that image, you know, I, like we was there for the footage. But once I saw the yeah. image, we was in the movie theater, and I saw that image, I was like, "Hold up, wait a minute, this is what this is what it is. This, this is what we trying to get to." Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and it's and something real quick. Got ourselves on big screen. We both looked at each other like, "Are you serious?" So I'm thinking, I'm looking at, I'm being a spectator, looking at me being somebody else, and I'm like, "Man." I'm, Wait a minute, hold up. This dude, that's me. That's not nobody imitating me. That's me. And that's him. And we both up here just killing it. And the fact we had that long piece at the end. Yeah. And and what what, what was crazy about that is, you know, I was expecting to see maybe like a quick little glimpse, but but for what we talked about, you know what I'm saying? About the the making of the fishbowl and, and and all the positive vibes that we you know gave out and the stuff that we said you know it was a big step in marking stone for us and fishbowl at the same time. But seeing on this, seeing myself and you on that big movie screen, I was like, yeah, we both looked at it like, man, are you serious? This is this is 
for real. <laughs> you know, and and that's why that's why this morning, you know, I got on Facebook, did a quick a minute live, you know what I'm saying, talking about the show and thanking the people for yesterday, but it was long overdue, man. I mean, you know, like everybody say, man, give your people their roses while they're here because it's going to be monumental for them. It's going to be rememberable. It's going to be remarkable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, just, to, just on, on sight of living this life and learning it and living it and, you know, and loving it at the same time. And you turn back and it's like, yo, I did that. My team did that. We came above that. You know, it's only going to get more and more better as each year comes. You know what I'm saying? So, Ari, I mean, what else do you feel about it, though, for the two years? You got to remember, before we was able to do this, I mean, you've been waiting like maybe 10-something years to uh, get together and do this, you know, and both of us is uh, considered Yankees <laughs> where we come from. So it's like, yeah. I bet, yo, um, here's, a, here's a chance for us to do something. I, I didn't look at it like it was that serious because I wasn't up on podcasts like that until I started looking, realizing I'd been watching podcasts before this. So the, for me to be on my own with my boy, and me and you've been waiting for a minute, which we are... People don't know about our musical skills. Uh, we just waiting on uh, to finish up putting the studio together because it's a powerhouse that's coming from us. I know people just don't know how serious it is for me and you. So just being on this podcast, I just can't imagine us being in the studio. So this is already a powerhouse right here. So for yeah. me and, uh, and the fact that I appreciate you uh, thinking of me on this podcast because I really want to go mess with it. But you opened up my, my ideas to understanding what it is, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna rock with my boy because the one I, I said the one chance I get somebody that is a brother to me in the music industry and the entertainment industry as a whole, I'm going out all out, all out, 100. And you know, you were that brother, so I'm like, man, we're gonna do this 100. Yeah, of man. course, I had I had little butterflies. I didn't know what to expect. It wasn't because I was scared. I just didn't know what to expect. Nah, and that's true. You know, you don't know what to expect because it, it, it's hard because, you know, a lot of times we do business with people that we shouldn't do business with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you have that lesson learned, you know what I'm saying? You got to take a step back and look and say, I, right, yo, I, I dealt with this type of business, but it didn't really work that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you learn real quick of, Who's your real business partner? You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I've done is like I've been through this road so many different times with so many different business partners. It's like, and I look at it now and I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm glad I had the experience. I'm glad I got to learn because say if I'd have kept getting the wrong partners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like your it's like your song when you're in the studio. You about to do that song, right? You might do a song that you feel like, yo, this ain't this ain't vibing, this ain't my joint. This ain't yeah, this ain't something I really want to put out. You know what I'm saying? This ain't something I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Other people might want to hear it, but mm-hmm. when you feel that, when you don't feel that track, it's like is it a waste? It's still recorded, but is it a waste? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's when you got a lot of rappers, they have like so many archives because they feel these songs wasn't wasn't hits. Or they right. felt like it wasn't the one. 
And, you know, it's, it's a life value lesson learned because being in the studio, being, you know, doing the cuts and, and, and doing the tracks is like, yo, can I vibe with this? Can I rock with this? Do I see myself putting this album out? Mm-hmm. When, when, when you when you when you when you do the album, it's like you know what I'm saying. You you find the best bangers you have, the best collaborations you have. You know what I'm saying, and you go for it. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like like so let's say Tupac. Tupac was so much busy in the studio. This dude had archives and archives, and he had himself set for like the next 20, 30 years or more, possibly. You know what I'm don't, don't forget, uh, he had a studio of his own, yeah. a production studio. So that was awesome, right? That gave him more power over what he was doing. But this dude would record like 10 songs a night. Yeah. At least. Come on. I mean, when this man passed away, this dude had over like 700 songs. You know what I'm saying? Or even more. But when you record like that, when you put the music together, you know what I'm saying? You're picking and choosing. Like, every time when somebody does an album, right? When they do an album, they put up, like, 60 songs for that one album. And when they put them 60 songs up, it's like, yo, this, this, that, this, this. And you're thinking and you're listening and it's like, yo, then you got to pick out from 60 songs of which ones you feel is going to be the banger or the best songs to collaborate on your album. And you might have some songs that might not be, you know what I'm saying, but it's in the mix of some hot bangers. But when you have that album that's a non-skipping classic, it's hard to do sometimes because you got to figure out, yo, what is, you know, what is my crowd? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what is my what is my audience? You know what I'm saying? About this song, this song, this song, and the next song. Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I love it when we had the points of not skipping on the album. We got to the point oh yeah, skipping on the album. It was the album for me no more. If you had to skip to uh, pass a couple of mediocre songs, then like something they threw on there. I asked myself, any of them artists put tracks on there that they actually love that was whack? There are some on there that, well, this meant something to me. I said, yeah, but maybe you could have changed the music track. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm going to say it like this. I remember... I'm going back, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people was like, "Yo, Vic," and I and I and I was honest when that when that black album came out at first, it took a minute to grow on. You know what I'm saying? Because the Jay Z black album, I was like, at first it was only like maybe two tracks. I was feeling hard, and then I was like, but then I had to listen to it again. Then I had to listen to it a third time. Then that's when I was like, "Yo, this actually album is really hot," but it was the it was some of the beat picks. That were like, oh, damn, man, I think that should have been a hotter beat. But when you realistically look into it, there's certain albums that catches you like that where it has to grow on. You know what I'm saying? And then there's sometimes you might get an album. It's like, yo, you listen to that first two songs, but then you stop and it's like, yo, I got to anticipate this joint. I, I, I really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a minute to have, to have an album like that. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Because lately, we ain't been getting some albums like that where it's like, damn, man, yo, I'm anticipating this joint. And then when you hear it, it's like, yo, why, why, why did I bang this joint and why, why did I listen to it? You know what I'm saying? And then when you got to skip through song to song to the next track, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Then, then, then you start looking at it and it's like failing in your head and it's failing to you. And being an artist is hard, you know what I'm saying, to see that you're failing to your to your audience. You know, so that's what we got to take the time and we've got to commend on these tracks and, and get on the power track and, and, and see, right. you know, what's the next level of that and what's coming about that. You know, so, I mean, I want us to get back to hip hop where there's no skipping tracks. It's a fat album all the way through. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm speaking for younger generation, new school artists. You know what I'm saying? Like like Buster said, yo, let, let's get that money in the bag. But I want to see joints that's going to be bangers for years to come. Not just a mediocre banger you're banging this year and it's, it's a hot track for the moment. And then next two years, you're like, yo, what happened to that track? Do you even remember that track? Like, there's so many in the last five, six, seven, eight years that been happened to where it's like, yo, this track came out, and it's like, oh, yeah, remember, remember that? <laughs> remember this all? <artist? laughs> yeah. And you look at it, you know what I'm saying? But then it was like, yo, but at that moment, it was hot. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll give a prime example. When that song Panda came out, it was banging for that moment, but then after it, it, it reached this whatever, whatever, everybody was like, and, and the and you know what I'm saying? Like after the fact, it was over. Like you had your shine for your moment, but then it was over. You know, and we got to get back to the original detail, the original aura. You know, I mean, look at the public enemies. You know what I'm saying? Look at the public enemy albums. Every time they came, they came with a more banger. Next year was another banger. You know what I'm saying? And, and they had so much stuff lined up within the few years that they was putting out albums. You know, we as, we as, you know what I'm saying, the audience was like, yo, we're looking for something new. We're looking for something different to hear from these dudes. And they gave you that. And you expected it every time it came out and every time it dropped. You know, and for, you know, for Nas, Nas has been doing this 26 years, but yo, this is a man that gave you four albums less than five years. You know what I'm saying? And they were back to back. And you had two albums in one year and then, uh, you know what I'm saying? And another, you know, and then another two in another year. You know, one and one year by itself. But come on, now we have an album that's getting ready to come from them. Again, Magic 2, which is, comes out this Friday, supposed to. So, this is, this is, this is what it is in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, hip-hop legacies are made and it's built. You know what I'm saying? And for you as an artist to give us this craft and give us, you know what I'm saying, and give us your your, your moments and give us in depth and time. And it's like, yo, a recaps album that's always going to be classic. And also shout out to Jay-Z again, because the black album, you know what I'm saying, went went uh platinum again platinum. So it's four times platinum. And uh Volume three, blueprint three. Did did he ever get a star? Yeah, he did. Okay. So, 
you know, so that that's the main thing, man. Like Jay, like I said, Jay's been doing a lot, man. And, but his black album to read go platinum again twice. You know what I'm saying? And the blueprint three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta give his man his props, you know what I'm saying? And it's years later for these albums again. Man. Oh, and hey, my apologies, man. When I get these telemarketer phone calls every once in a while, one of them will literally just knock me off the call. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know it happened to me. That happened to me last week. So yeah, you know. I figured, yeah, I figured that because you, you'd be on there for a minute and you'd be talking and the space goes. And me and uh, South, me yeah, and just sitting there like, what happened? So, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, like I said, man, I'm I'm loving this, man. Two years with Fishbowl Radio Network. Well, you know what? I can say this much. If we did have had the chance a while back to do our music like we had planned on it, by now we'd be well established. I know yes. that much. Very well established. Very well, you know what I'm saying, worldwide. You know what I, mean? I think God had a time for everything for us, so I'm just going to go with that because, of course, we don't know what God has in for us in the future. Tomorrow, in the next few minutes, we don't know. All we do is hope for the best. Man, let me tell you, man, I love it because we're we're rocking with the best. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, we're doing, yes, sir. We're, we're, we're doing with the best, you know. Well, I've always said, and uh, for those that, even though if you're non-religious, somebody created us. Because nothing we yeah. had was just created by, you know, just having to submerge by the water or, or something like that. But we have a creator that created everything. And... That that individual knows about our beginnings and our end. Yes. So at the same time, whenever we get off track in life, a lot of times because we don't got off track with the creator, we don't have more guide. When you get back on there with your guide, it's a lot better. So of course. Because when we get caught up in our egos, this is destruction. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I, I look at it, man... And you know tomorrow, you know they're doing this, doing it at Radio Radio City Music Hall. Mm, interesting. Fifty years of hip hop, past the mic. Tomorrow night, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be mad crazy. And all the pieces that they got up lined up for the 50th anniversary, man, is it, like when I say it's a beautiful thing, man. It is. A major stepping stone. Like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready because you know what I'm saying. Hip hop, it's a celebration. Did you, you see that last? Uh, did you see the last hip hop award show? Mm-hmm. I, I looked at the crowd's reaction to a lot of the OGs uh, that came out with music back in our time, uh, earlier back in our younger time. And I was looking at the, the younger generation. Some of them knew the songs. Some of them didn't. Yeah. And, uh, like, especially when I watched Redman came out with that one track. Redman should have came with some other tracks, but he came with the one that he thought was that people would possibly remember and familiar with of the new generation. And um, and I, I remember watching Keith Murray come out there. So I, I seen a big response on the uh, beautiful thing in the world. The people in the crowd were getting up, you know, all, all the OGs that remember that track. They got up. But um, somewhere we need to bridge the gap with past hardcore hip-hop and, and the now, because a lot of them still don't recognize 
the stuff that people, uh, what the artists did in our earlier time. And I, I think we need to bridge the gap somewhere. And I'm, I've been trying to figure out what would work to bridge that gap. I mean, honestly, it's got to take some of us OGs to get some of these younger dudes and be like, yo, sit down for me. I'm going to put you on to this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you something that you missed out on. But Buster, you know did, say, Buster did say something uh, in his speech before he ended his speech. He mentioned something about uh, about the newcomers and our, those from our time. And he was saying uh, we we can work together and, and make that connection. Yeah. Because we got and, to. And, and make this money. That was one thing he mentioned. And I, I like that he said that because it means a lot to the younger generation if we still, you know, showing some love rather than crapping on Just, it because they don't yeah. sound like us back when. I mean, like I said, it's only it's only us to elevate us. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times yeah. you look at us and I hate to say it, a lot of us tear each other down. You know what I'm saying? And we need to be more building up each other. And, you know what I'm saying, showing and strong-arming it so we are surviving and doing this music. Well, the part that, that sounded stupid, too, when trap music came out, trap music is rap music, just in a different uh, aspect of the streets, uh, the, way it's, the way it was being done. But the only bad part about it was everybody sounds the same. They weren't on that respectful call we have in the streets because back in the day, you could have got killed sounding like biting off of somebody else. And of course, yeah. you don't know what it meant by to bite somebody's uh, style or steez back in the East Coast. And um, so today, they biting off of each other, but then they still killing each other. They do more killing That's than right. we do today over stupid stuff. They can't even explain. But I will admit, a lot of OGs, a lot of the OGs in the streets have misled the youth. Yeah. Because when we were coming up in the streets, we at least had some OGs that had some knowledge to kick to us. Even though That's they done right. a lot of wrong in the streets. They done kick some knowledge to us, man, you don't need to be in there. You can stick on this right here. You can build an umpire from here. I remember the words. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's something major, man. It's something that paved us in, gave us the way. Gave us the words, gave us the wisdom, you know what I mean? And when I say it's a beautiful thing, it's something major, you know what I'm saying? Something that we're a gift, you know what I'm saying? And we gotta and we gotta appreciate these gifts, you know what I'm saying? And all the gifts in the world, you know what I'm saying? For 50 years of hip hop is a gift within itself. And it started off for humble beginnings and people wanted to get their story heard and was letting you know and was like, yo, this is something different. Let's try this, let's record this. And we took it to where we are right now. Well, you remember when we was younger, we didn't want to disappoint our elders that was in our corner, that was looking up to us to do something big for ourselves. And uh, a lot of these younger cats, some of them don't even give a damn about the elders. Yeah. About their parents or nothing. But when we grew up, it was like, man, if I do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go hard. And, and, and after watching some of the, the basketball and football players, make all this money, go back and get their moms and their pops a crib and all this land and stuff like that, stuff that they never had that they can afford it for themselves. And you give it back to them in a way because they raised you and brought you up in this world. You're like, man, this is me showing my love back to you. And this is just little. 
You know, I love seeing that stuff. You you can't beat that. So that, when I seen that, I've always wanted to do that, like for my mother and, and even for my sisters and maybe yeah. relatives that I look up to. And I think we, we forget uh, about wanting to give, getting to the top so we could give to those that have little, you know. And like I said, man, it's, the, it's, it's the value of the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And rule number one, we all got to value each other. That's it. Instead of crapping you know, on each it's other. It's got to be less learn from one another. You know what I mean? Like, I love, like I said, I love having these hip-hop conversations and hip-hop talk. But the way we talk about it, we give you the life and the words of experience. You know what I'm saying? And that's what hip-hop was, and that's how hip-hop started. It was about the, about, you know, current events of the neighborhood. Well, I can say this much. If, you're, uh, if your gold chain and your car is the only thing that looks that good, <laughs> better than your own house, then you're doing something wrong. Because uh, your house should be superb. You should go in there and be like, man, this is paradise. Then the next yep. step to that would be your vehicle. The gold chain, you can buy that anytime. Yeah. But you can't replace a home. You get the right home the where you lay your head at, your family can come there, visit, what have you. You're good. That's what you're showing, big. You're doing big things, your career. You're doing major big things, you know what I'm saying? And and, and like I said, seeing this, man, and, 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 and for us doing this, man, for us coming this far as two years, man, like, I mean, it, it, it still feels like to me that we're still just starting it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like it's still at the first of the year. Hey, the first, started, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. I still feel like it's at the first. But, man, this is two years that we rock in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And me doing this, I mean, like I said, the, the podcast was out for a minute before it was on Fishbowl. But when I took it to a new value and a new level and I said, yo... This, this is where I want to do. This is where I want my team. You know, this is where I see us elevating. And for me to take the time and, and actually plan it all out and get it all together. And then once we got it founded at Fishbowl as well, because it's already founded, but we founded it even more to another success rate level step. That's when I said, yo, this is this is this is me. This is this is us. Yeah, and, it was, and it's worth it, man. And we, uh, and we ain't doing nothing but going to the top. And, and I love it, man. I love us, you know what I'm saying, boosting every week and, and getting the numbers and then getting the people that's talking with us and the people that values it, you know. I mean, for all the fans, for all the listeners, for all the people that's tuning in, you know, and for the people that's letting other people know about the show, I mean, I thank y'all for what y'all do. You know, and everybody that tells me about it, everybody that says, yo, Vic, man, you know, what you talk about on the show is very real. And it was like, man, keep doing it, man, keep doing what you do. You know, that that's a pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I love it because it elevates me and my team to take it to different measures and different numbers and different, you know what I'm saying, statuses every time we come out and about. You know what I mean? So... Aurier, what I want to say is, you know, when you when you first got that first banging album, that was your first current goal. You know, say so let's go back for a minute. 
your first current gold album that you bought that you spent your money on who was that first album like and you know what i'm saying what was the first album that you bought with your money you want me to go that far back yeah Houdini. okay with friends on there that was the first one after that uh uh fat boys Fat Boys, uh, which uh, that was cool. I, I, I love their music. I just couldn't get into the beatboxing thing because all the spitting. Uh, but then, because I had a problem with that, that spitting in the lips. I don't know if you recall back in the day when, when you had Prejudice Whites against Blacks and you talk about our lips. Yeah, they were big or something like that. So in beatboxing, it tend, your lips tend to come out when you're spitting and all that. And I wasn't into that. So I, I developed Different than beatboxing, but making a beat with my with, from my mouth without beatboxing. Uh, but the next the next album that I bought that I thought was on the lines and the levels of my intellect, as far as rap is concerned, was Rakim. Eric B and Rakim to be specific. And when I, and that that and KIS one with that my philosophy track on it. All that, all that, these that that come to me. But Rakim was, I was like, what if I could put an intellectual rhyme over a track? Well, it went, it went too long before Rakim album came out and complimented that. And I was like, oh man, are you serious? And then uh, uh, KRS One, he he didn't, he came off on the edge, but he wasn't like gangster gangster like West Coast gangster, but more so East Coast with the intellect. So I was like, man. This is what I'm talking about. And that that I got drenched in at that point. But then hearing all the beats that were coming out, you got people like Mantronics, groups that yeah. we don't really talk about a lot, uh, that made some crazy beats. And, uh, um, uh, what's the other one did Papa Large? Um, uh, um, uh, hey, you got me on that one. His name is in my head, but it's... I can't say his name. It's on tip of my tongue. We played it recently. Yeah, we just recently played it too. Um, What's it, Chubb Rock? Chubb Rock. Papa yeah, Rock. I was huh? sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Talk about Because, matter of fact, I just recently shared a picture of him on Facebook. But no, it's not It's not Chubb Rock. It's your boy from that crew from Mantronics. Uh, uh, was it Mantronics or that other crew? That's a Sonic, Mantronics. Uh, uh, one more, one other group. Uh, Think about it. Man. Man, it's just, that's going to bother me now. Yeah, because it's, it's actually in my head, but I'm just trying to remember. Oh, okay. Ultramagnetic MCs. Yeah, automatic. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yes, that 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 whole crew. I mean, them guys went in there and made these beats that was just crazy. And then, they came, they were the Wu Tang at that time. Yeah. How we made beats? They made them clean. They made them very clean. I mean, if we if we, if we want to go over styles of beats and the and the way we rhyme, remember at one time freestyling. It was a rhyme he wrote. Yeah. And then it led to what? It led to the album. And it led it to the mind, too. It left the head on top of the head where you freestyle top of the head. Unwritten, none bitten, never heard of. 
Now, I, I'm, now you got me thinking of that track, Blue Cheese. <laughs> I forgot the name of that crew. But Blue Cheese was like peach fuzz. Yes. And I remember when that song first came out, and then, um, oh man, then there was organized noise. Man, I mean, man, look. I was sitting there thinking about it the other day, and we played it the other day, and I and I and it was bumping through my head. Remember, can you do it? I'm not gonna be able to do it. Do it. Yeah, and then uh, Ed OG and the Bulldogs. Ed OG and the Bulldogs. I'm like, I'm looking at all these joints and listening to all these joints, man. And like I said the other day, I was just skimming through, you know, the music, and I was just going through patterns of different musics, and I was like, man, like listening to all this. I know, I know you remember them days when you used to sit and watch Yo MTV Rap. You waited for it to come on. You, you waited. Had to watch it from yep. beginning to the end. And when they had a special guest on it. With VHS recording. And play it, rewind yeah, it, and yeah. play it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, now it's everything is MP3 format, you know what I'm saying, in the hard drive, an external flash drive. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like back in the days when we had to record it, and then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know what I'm done. Wind it back. Now it's like, yo, let me just pop it in my computer real quick. Let me flash the flash drive in. You know what I'm saying? You remember that? Do you remember that last show on, on uh, Yo MTV Rest where everybody was everybody there? Everybody came Rock in. Hill, Light. Uh, Eric Sermon. I was shocked Eric Sermon showed up, but he came in and spit. And uh, Method Man, the Wu-Tang was there. Everybody was there. That was Man. crazy. It was sad, Something. though, because that was the end of it. But I mean, you think about it, man. I love a Dr. Dre, man. When they used to just sit there, laugh, joke, talk about yeah. all the different stuff. Like, like seeing those days, man. We, bro, like if you was if you was born in those part of those days and you saw that, it hyped you up to come home to mm -hmm. watch your raps. You know what I'm saying? And, and the DJing, oh my God, the DJing. Like I remember five years ago, they did that. They did a tribute to Yo MTV Raps, and they did it live. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this is right before Dr. Dre had passed. They did it live on stage, bringing all the artists out and going back at that time and reminiscing over the show. There's a lot of DJs right now that are trying to bring back that, that feel that DJing brought to hip hop. That's what's missing. The DJing, the hardcore beats and nobody sounding the same. And that 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 voice when you mastered your voice the way you rhyme you didn't you didn't have to rap like somebody else you rapped your own self but you mastered your voice and and and, the, and your wordplay that was what made a good rapper and then the DJ the DJ was killing on the tables because we can listen back to some of our late nineties uh, early nineties and late nineties and remember the DJs cutting it up especially uh, uh, Primo yeah uh, a bunch of other rappers i mean a bunch of other djs and i'm like man just to hear him scratch was like oh my gosh you see what he just did to that record and to come back on somebody's words and they rhyme that was a compliment bird man i mean even doing the uh transformer joint where both records is playing at the same time, same and, time. Yeah. And, and the way the music just fed off of each other man like switch back or you did a you did a crazy blend that nobody you know was thinking of mixing together, and then just scratch and cut it. You were like, is that a new joint? You're like, no, man, that's the same joint. He just blended two tracks together. 
I mean, I like like that's the time when uh Gangster came out with Apache. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. And I remember I was at a party right here around the corner at my boy's house to a big party, and this record like just came out. It was like a Friday, and that record just came out. And I remember they aired it, but it was funny because I brung that record and I brung down with the king. The first mm-hmm. single which came out. So we played both of those joints. And it like when I when I say the party went crazy. And I'm looking at the times now and I'm like, yo, man, I'm like, yo, we used to do this. Well, you know, Gangsta B had came out already with this uh remixes already on a, a maxi single. That was crazy. I used to love it back then, because back then the DJ had a lot more play with different variety of play in that track. That was nice. Today, it ain't like that. Nah, it ain't like that, man. And you know, today today is different, man. I mean, they, they pretty much tell the DJs to what to put in rotation. Before, it was like the DJs was themselves, and they could be themselves. And you know what I'm saying? And they DJed the music how they felt it should have been DJ. Even the West Coast, uh, the way the, the West Coast was DJ, man... West Coast sounded so good back then. It was it was all because of the the, the techniques of the DJ and uh, their the ear to the blend to the mix. That was just amazing. I mean, do you remember that time? Do you remember when 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 Flavor in Your Ear first came out? Oh man! You know that what I'm saying? Beat. You were, like when that beat dropped, you was like, "Damn, yo, hold up, time out." Let me rewind that back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And like uh, Mad Lion, gotta take it easy. They came out at the same time. Yep. That beat was crazy. And then you had, then you had how many MCs must get must ditched? Get Buckshot, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like these were all the top Madism, uh, Lost Boys. You know what I'm saying? Lifestyles of the Rich and Shameless, Jeeps, Lex Cools, Beamers, and Benz, like. And of, and of course, our favorite, uh, 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 I'm trying to say the name, um, oh man, I had the, the, the song, uh, Engine, Engine, Number Nine, number nine. On the New on York the Transit Line. I'm trying to say, if my uh, train black, sheep. black Sheep. If my train falls off the track, pick it up, pick, pick it up, pick it up. Then it turns around. Crazy. Every, almost every generation knows that part. Now the crazy part about that that part where he goes pick it up, pick it up, then another brother went and t- sampled that and made a track. Pick it up, pick it up. Remember that track that came out? Yeah, that was the Breadman track. Pick it up, pick it up. Doom, doom. No, 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 that was one. But then was another track came out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like going through all the different years of hip hop, and then. Nothing was better than the summertime when some hip hop joints came out. Like, yeah, but they, they had a lot of knowledge and experience on these records when they was writing. So you know, you knew whatever you knew, you acknowledged what they was talking about, and, and you, and that got you through any problem that you was going through. That kind of leveled you out, and it always kept it going. It always gave us something mm-hmm. extra. You know what I mean? It gave us I mean, something. Like, you remember Tribe? Remember, remember Tribe? Whenever they came out of the album, you knew that I, you had to sit down and listen to the album because you knew they had the tricks of the trade with the music coming in and out on uh, on the beats with different stuff and the scratching and, and then uh, 
with Fife and uh, Q-Tip had to speak on it. It was amazing. Of course. But like I said, it gave us everything to think about. It gave us everything yeah. to learn. You know what I mean? And like I said, I just do nothing but embrace it more and more because this is this is the culture. This is this is where we stand in. This is this is for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as we turn around, you can go back and listen to these records right now and be like, yo, this is this is gonna pop off for me next week. This is gonna pop off for me next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's like I said, it's up to us to just keep it in the rotation, keep it going. Well, I can say this much: the the new generation, um, they need to do their research because if they don't, they'll keep going on this line where they just faded from hip hop. The, the the origins and and the basis of what hip hop is about, and the old school, the OGs are the ones going to have to keep it in the play and keep it aligned. Yeah, and you know, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be on top, you know. I mean, like I remember when I first heard that track, the the uh going way back with uh, just ice. And he was telling you about the hip hop scene or who was around and who was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn man, remember those days? Like I mean, like I remember when E first came out, I was like, damn, yo. And she was signed with Dre at first before mm-hmm. she was signed with Rough Riders. Right. You know what I mean? And Dre had dropped her for Eminem, but I, but, but still. She still came with it. She, she still, still came, came with it. it. And, even, and even though she knew she got dropped for, you know, because Dre went with Eminem, yeah. she still went back to get Dre to produce for her. Yes, it did. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, like Dre done produced for so many people, man. The beats that he laid out for all these different artists, he knew what he was doing. You know what I'm it, saying? He lined it up. But it takes a lot to, you, you know, you know how, how much it takes uh, to make a track where the artist is feeling the energy and ready to deliver, you know, whatever is coming out they sold to lay on the track. And of course, the voice is the other instrument. Everybody yeah. knows that. So uh, any producer knows that. And um, the, the the fun part about being in the studio is you're in the world of creation. You're your own God. That's true. I'm just, I, I'm, that's not disrespecting the, the Almighty. The Almighty said he made us in his, in his, like, his like image. So we have the traits. We, have the we traits. got all the major traits, man. And like I said, man, it's, it's, it's up to us to bring it back to where it used to be. You know what I'm saying? And I want to see some of these younger cats. You know, some of them are actually, you know what I'm saying, putting out some good stuff. But the ones that are being commercialized is the ones that's not really, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like the ones that need to be heard should be getting heard. I don't I don't care for the ones that claim to be gangster, but they're not really gangster. Because nah. the, ones that, the ones that are really gangster, you can tell, and they're coming from the heart about the experiences. Exactly. The one, the ones that are want to be gangsters, they're sugarcoating something that ain't there. I'm, I'm sorry to say that. No disrespect. You know, those of us that's been out in the street like that, you know, those old, those of us that are OGs in the streets, we know. And again, you don't have to have joined the set in order to been there where the set was. Yeah. I, I need to make sure I make it because.
because they because they they, they 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 set certain things in stone. But you know, for the for the OGs that really gave you that came from the heart, that was trying to give you an experience, they gave you a story. You know what? I just like yo, this is what you should do, and this is what you shouldn't do. I just figured out a new money marketing tool, a way for us to make some serious money right now. For every for every spam call I get, <laughs> I get they get charged a dollar. I'll be rich. Nah, not a dollar, ten dollars. We can make it ten. That'll be yeah, great. You know the you know the motherfuckers gonna call a whole bunch of time. Make ten dollars each time. You will be a rich man. Man. Because they're gonna keep calling, they're gonna keep calling. Yeah, and it's gonna be got, about nothing. It's about you spending your money. Just start paying, calling my phone number. I'd be a wealthy man. <laughs> You'd be a very wealthy man. You know what I'm saying? Because ten dollars each time a call ain't gonna call as much after that. They're gonna be like, man, ten dollars. I gotta pay ten dollars just to call this person. Mm-hmm. You know what? I ain't calling this person. Look that. Every time they get that bill, I'm saying, hey. You don't want to call me? I didn't call you. Exactly. I don't even know you. <laughs> as far well, as I can throw you. But I mean, like I said, man, it's, it's the heart of rap, man. You know, the heart of the history of the thing. You know, the venues that we've done, the concerts, the tours. You know, and that's how most of them made this some, some serious banquets through the tours. You sold out oh, yeah. on almost every toy that you put out there. You knew you was making good money. I, uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad seeing the West Coast right now about to come up uh, with a whole bunch of new stuff. And I know the East Coast been been hitting back real hard, being that they've been they were they were being pushed under the rug by the new stuff. But the stuff that stood out, was some of the new stuff, but the old the OGs came back in the game with something new every time. So uh, um, that longevity means a lot. Yes. Like I said, it's a big stepping stone, man. You know. I heard somebody say that loyalty is the one thing that's missed these days, like we had in the game. Loyalty is missing big time. You know what I mean? We got to get back to that loyalty. We got to get back rounded for that loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without loyalty, it really ain't no purpose. You know what I'm saying? And being loyal to yourself as a person, as a human being, that's another major stone. Well, I'm also say this um, for those out there that that are like me and yourself, likewise, that are trying to do something big for their life. I don't care what it is, but uh, don't let nobody crap on your dreams, man, or, or or put salt in your mind where you where they hurt your feelings where you don't even want to do what you plan on doing because they had their assumption of what you should be doing. You do what you, you only live once on this earth. Do what it is that makes you happy. Do what it is you think is gonna make you some success. Do what you feel. Yeah, that, so just because somebody else has an interpretation of you doesn't mean they know you like that. But I mean, yo, we we, we almost in a couple with bro, it's in a couple uh, about a week and a half it's gonna be August. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And all this stuff is going down next month for the fifth. I mean, some of it's going on this month, but next month, 50 years. Oh, yeah. And let me say this while we own this. 
Because it's hot on this, <laughs> it's hot on our podcast as always. Well, uh, it is hot out there right now because I, I did it here yesterday. The highest uh, the heat got, I think, over in Saudi Arabia, somewhere close to them areas, is 152 Fahrenheit. So that, that that's hot, man, and that's too hot for the human body. I, I pray for those out there that are dying or have nowhere else to go to protect themselves from all this heat. Word, man, stay cool. Like I said, stay hydrated. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Gatorade you know if you need. Gatorade. Go to the swimming pool. Go to the beach. Replenish the body. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and, and stick around your family and do stuff around your family. You know, give them the good time, something to remember. You know what I'm saying? Something that's remarkable. Yeah, know? and let all that beef go, man. Kill all that yeah. beef with your family. Y'all could be enjoying. For every beef that... Uh, Put a wedge between people for years. Them were years that they could have spent quality time together. They just got over the little issues. Word. But like I said, man, this is this is what it is. You know, we, yeah. we got we gotta live, we gotta breathe. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said last night, man, when I started hearing some prodigy songs, it like I said, it took me back to that time. Started listening to, you know, uh, KRS One. You know, started listening to um, Run DMC a little bit, Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Biz Markie. You know, man. And I was, and, and you know, and everybody kept asking a couple of days ago, "What was your favorite Biz Markie song?" And I loved a lot of his music. I did but too. The ones that got me was Make the Music With Your Mouth Biz. That was my favorite beat. That was my favorite beat. In fact, when Mary J used it. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about everything known to man out there. And shout out to Jamie Foxx. He got this movie coming out on Netflix. Called they clone Tyrone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. You know what I'm saying? It looks funny as hell. It looks funny as hell. I'll go check it out. Go see it. You know what I'm saying? On see it on, choose it on Netflix. But it looks funny as hell. You know what I'm saying? And, and shout out to Jamie Foxx, man. You know he's getting better from what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know he's pulling through. He's uh, at home, I think, with the family and doing rehab. Well, they, they said they did say he back. He been acting. They say he been at work. Yeah, so they said he been at. So he'll bounce back. That's 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 a positive for that's him. Major, you know what I'm saying? Stepping stone because I don't, I don't know about the mess about. Uh, he was going through some tough times. About the mess with the 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 stuff out there on social media talking about uh, P Diddy has something to do with whatever's going on with him. But I also heard the alternative, uh, which was he possibly had a mild stroke or something. So I don't yeah. know. Because I, 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 unless I talk to Jamie himself and know directly, I I can't say. But you know, yeah. prayers prayers out to the brother, man. I'm, I'm tired of us losing the guys in the game that they're bidding them paid away for a lot of people. Definitely, because I mean, like I said, we 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 we've, we've done a lot. We came a lot. You know what I'm saying? And we got to go for more. Oh yeah, big shout out to uh, uh, DJ Battlecat, uh, new track I heard, which I'm sure you got it when I sent it to you, uh, that he produced for Cam and Corrupt. 
That's a that's a tight track. It just came out, I believe, yesterday or the other day. Y'all check that out. Uh, Cam, Cam, an uh, older rapper from the West Coast, and, and Corrupt. They did that. I, I enjoyed the crap out of that. So, and of course, DJ Battlecat, he got to put his blessings on it. So, for sure. So, we don't want to be the West Coast out. And definitely, I got to give a shout out to MCA, you know what I'm saying? Because he got a lot of good stuff coming out, too. Yeah, I heard he was he got in the some, video. Another album right now was uh, As We Speak. So, we should be hearing something pretty new pretty soon. Yeah. And the making, so I, I'm all for that. I'm down for that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm down, always down for new music. You know, something I can ride to and vibe to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, we make a lot of classic music. You know, we just got to keep it going. You know, we got to have oh, that yeah. momentum. You have to cruise. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, also, big ups to uh, uh, Doggy Stiley, who is uh, another version of Snoop. And Snoop actually decided to connect with him, and they're doing the thing now. So, big ups to uh, Doggy Stiley doing his thing, man. You know, West Coast love. Um, so of course, I, we try to bounce it out on the show so everybody know we, we compliment the East Coast and the West Coast and, 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 and worldwide, wherever we can remember who's coming out. Of course, it's harder. It's outside the United States because we don't get to hear what's going on in Europe as well as we do with Japan and Korea. And, and Korea got a big hip-hop uh, movement going on right now. Word. I mean, I know, I know truth to be told, I know Eminem is working on some new stuff as well, too. Nice. So, looking forward to that. You know what I'm saying? Eminem always put out some hot joints. You know what I'm saying? This dude, lyrically, is always been a beast you know uh m m m gives credit you know what i'm saying what credit is due well i'm gonna I'm, I'm say this to him i'm waiting for that buster album because that buster album about to be crazy too but yeah i'm looking for that too uh m though part i love about him he's from my neck of the woods and also no other rapper sounds like him they don't have his mindset when they spit you, you can try to sound like him but you got to have his uh his mindset to spit the lyrics he spit. He stand out in his own space. He deserved the respect as an MC. Yes. Straight facts. I mean, in, in another detail, I'm going to ask you this. What was your favorite track from Eminem? Like, what was your one that was like one of those ones that really stood out for you? I had a lot of tracks he got that I like. Uh, but what is that one main factor when I stood yeah, I, I, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, I just remember some of the lyrics, but uh, uh, oh man, he's he's got a few in there. I can't. Uh, it was off that album where he did a uh, uh, the Slim Shady album. Role model. There's a couple tracks on there. I ain't heard them in a while, but. Uh, that whole, I played I played that whole album out back before before it I got love, stolen. I, I love that whole album. I mean, from beginning to end. But my 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 one that stood out for him was um, role model. Yeah, that was one of them right there. There's a, there's a couple other ones on there. I can't think of off the top of the head the titles. Um, but it was something about him uh, that amazed me because I didn't know he produced the tracks for. Uh, 50, especially that one uh, I'm I'm supposed to die tonight. That track, yeah. I did not know he had that in him to make that. Yeah, that, man. He, he got at this point, 
he got my greatest respects, not only as a rapper, but as a producer. Yeah, man, because, I mean, it only took it up until his third album. And then he was like, yo, I'm going to start producing tracks. And, I mean, I love it because M can produce for himself, mm-hmm. produce for others. You know, and he always got Rick Rubin no, and Drake yeah, yeah. producing for him. So, you know, that, I, that that's, that's a major in the stone, you know what I'm saying? Rick Rubin's been around for so many years and done in the game. work deep so in many the game. Acts. Deep in the game. You know, and uh, I, I, I feel bad for uh, M losing his partner out of his crew here a while yeah. back, you know, because I know they grew up together and stuff like that, and there's nothing like having a crew that you grew up together and watch you guys rise to the top, you know. And his boys can run, but unfortunately, um, life is not always complimenting everybody. Nah, but I mean they 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 did they did a lot of stuff. I mean D twelve, yeah, had some, had some joints that was that was that you know what I'm saying that yeah, that was did. And the part that I liked about him is he could dish you, but he was funny at the same time. And, and you had to think about how you gonna come back on what he just said. You had to really think yeah. about I come back on him. That's what I loved about it. He was funny at the same time. He say some stuff like you like uh oh I gotta come with this dude. I gotta yeah, go you with gotta it. go toe to toe with that dude. That dude's gonna give you something that's remarkable. He's gonna give you something that's like bam. Right, and I can't put him in the category of rock him. And the part that's hard for me is when they say you know had the best of one through fifty. Okay, well that's leaving out the other artists that I love and some they did. And it's just hard for me to do that one to fifty because you're picking these guys, but are you really gonna leave out the other ones? This past fifty. True. I'm just gonna be honest, because if we were, if we were to actually, if we were to do a, a, if we would do a day where we researched all week, all through the hardest tracks that ever came out in hip hop, it would be phenomenal. Yes, because it would go past that, that one through fifty. We would, it would be overkill. Because once you brought them beats back, like, oh man, I forgot about that. Oh man, or if we were to go, or, or even just to go over lyrical finesse, what somebody said that was so ill in their lyrics. If we were to do that alone, people would be like, man, and you hear how you said that? Remember how we used to hear? We used to say, man, did you? We go back over the words and, re- and recite the rhyme. And, and that was like some of the best stuff ever. So, I mean. Man, reciting the words and reciting the lines, man, that was. That's, that's hip hop. That's hip hop. That's, that's why it was so nice back in, our, uh, in the early days of hip hop, because you had the word what you were saying the right way. But at the same time, you wanted to word it where somebody might want to sample it or the DJ might want to scratch from that part. So Word. I mean, that, that was the company. Rewinding it back. And I mean, if the line was so hot, you rewinded it back and kept it going. When Tribe Music first came out, the, the mumble rap was no hard line for you to go over <laughs> to try to cut every... You've been better off sampling DOS effects if you're trying to get some mumble. And they True. had something to say. They had something they to always say. had something to say. They always had something to break down. You know what I mean? Like DOS effects, oh my God. That, that that's that's chapters within itself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they gave you <sighs> they want effects. I remember when that joint first came out. That joint was so tough. That was mad crazy. 
Oh, another one I, I'm forgetting about. Uh, Channel Live with KIS One. That Madism. Oh my god. Yeah, Madism. That Madism was a classic. That was a beast. Matter of fact, that was the same year as Crooklyn Dodgers came out. That was yes, sir. Oh man, when you know Crooklyn Dodgers came out, I just like, whoa, them three cats got together for a track. No way. And and nobody had a, a weak line. Everybody just came with it in their own way. <laughs> But, you know, Master Ace, man, he doesn't get enough credit when credit is due. Master Ace. Yeah, man. Did some things, you know what I'm saying? Said some, like, he he, he has so many joints, like, and, and a lot of people don't. And, and, and I got to give credit where Pete Rock said, too, because they didn't give uh, Heavy D enough props during they the They never, season. man. Heavy and, D you know, rest in peace to Heavy D. But, man, this dude. Heavy had joints. Heavy had bangs. But don't nobody had this man's talent. This man was the perfect MC between hip-hop and R&B. You just could not kill it. That's why I said the last podcast, it would have been amazing to see him and uh, uh, Biggie do something together. That would have been crazy. Yo, I mean, like, he produced for Jay-Z. You know, he had Soul For Real. He found it Soul For Real. You know what I'm saying? I love like, This dude... This dude, Heavy D, done some, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a, a lot of major joints in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? And it's always it's always a major event when it comes to the music. You know what I mean? And when I look at Heavy D, man, and I go through the different albums that he had, mm -hmm. you know, the Nothing But Love. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then you got the got me waiting. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude gave you man. When he did that Luther Vandross track, I it just blew me out the water. I was like, no, he didn't. And the whole, in fact, that reminds that was right around the time when you had Living Color. Remember? Yes. And the, the same vibe and and, and uh, Heavy D was a. I think he was one of the biggest contributors to those that vibe back then. And I think that what was that the late '80s. Yep. Or, or, or mid-90s? Yeah, it was, it was mid-90s. Mid mid well, he came out late 80s, but yeah, it was mid-90s when uh, he, the, the Luther Vandross track that he sampled. Yeah, but he set the trend for that style and the way he he came off. And that man was well-dressed on it. Man, heavy. Big ups. I, I hate you pass away, brother. You and, uh, uh, you and DMX and Biggie. And Big L. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can imagine Big L still around. Man, if Big L was still around, Big L would still be giving you a whole bunch of joints, man. I mean, too young in his prime, man. You know, Big L. I could have seen, seen Big L, Nas, and Jay-Z on a track together. Yeah. That, that would have been, been crazy. crazy track. That would have yeah. been a fat, fat, crazy track. You know what I'm saying? I even like the joint, I even like the joint Big L did with uh, Tupac. I didn't hear that one. The deadly combination. Yeah, that that slipped. That slipped. That one slipped on me. Man. Well, I was going that through some things. I was going through some things when some of them tracks came out. And then the joint that him and Jay did where they kind of battled each other on the mic. Yeah, I remember that. <sighs> Big L. Big L had joints. Big L gate. You, you know, I, I wouldn't have never thought that Jay-Z and Nas would have went in it like they did. But them guys, you have to give them their respect as being pioneers in the game because not only did they diss each other on several fronts, but they also 
got back together to talk about it and laugh at it. And laughed at it. Yeah, you know, and they it still like, joke about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They still go. They still go and be like, "Yo, man, you know." And uh, and, and I look about it. Nas in that lineup of favorite MCs for sure. I mean, Nas has so much though. Like it ain't hard to tell. That One whole love. album. That whole album. You. It's an album you had to literally be open minded and focused on because the lyrics were word for word. And they didn't run into each other. And then when when a when a writer writes detailed wording, you have to be more comprehension, comprehensive of uh, of every single word. Where like Rakim was a little bit more laid back, but he spoke. But the way he wrote his rhyme, you still had to be focused the whole time oh. on what he's saying. Yeah. So those are kind of that. That was the lyricist, and that's what I loved about them because it wasn't boring. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's 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 what's up with because they gave you stuff that made you want to recite it, made you want to repeat it, made you want to rhyme it. Ice Cube is another one. Ice Cube is another one. Whenever he writes, he don't always write where you're gonna get exactly what he's gonna say. You have to listen, actually listen to it first and catch what he just said, because why you don't miss what he said because he be switching his words up so quick, and you you think you got your finger on it, but you're like, man, what did he just say? Man. My joint from Cube was a uh, nappy <laughs> dugout. When I heard that, bro, hey, my mom asked me, I was playing in the car, and she jumped in the car. She said, what the hell is this? And I'm going to do my thing. What you don't Yo, that was crazy. <laughs> Some people taking him with that thing. Yeah. I'm going to do my do thing. What you don't <laughs> I was like, yo, yo Cube was no joke. And that beat was crazy. And then um, my other joint was a Steady Mobbing. The whole, the mixture of everybody's old school joints. That was nuts. Give me that beat, fool. It was a full-time Jack beats. That was crazy, too. No. I mean, and, and, and then think about it. Most of the production on that, he used most. I mean, was Shockley, a, lot of, a lot of the public enemies joints. You know what I'm saying? Was and Hank he was tight. Yeah, yeah. because he was tight with he was tight with that click. Like, like the thing about it is, Chuck D talked about it. He he tried to get Cube to stay with NWA, but the way things were working out money wise, when Cube yeah. was really, didn't get paid, and it was. You know, everybody was getting gypped and still, you know, they stole money from him. But Q was like, nah, I'm coming with y'all. I want y'all production. He's like, there ain't nobody doing it better than y'all at the time. Yeah. And Cube went with Chuck D and them. And man, first, that man, went, that man Q went multi-platinum. Every, every album that came out after that point when he went solo. Okay, yeah. I seen an interview with Chuck D. Where he, I, I, a lot of stuff I didn't realize Chuck D was behind the scenes so deep. I did not realize that he was the one that gave Buster Rhyme his name. Yeah. I didn't even know. I just recently seen it. I was like, what? Yeah. And Buster yep. didn't really, he, Buster, it wasn't clicking on the Buster, but when he we started. We talked about that a, a while back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But for the longest, uh, I never knew Chuck was the one that had something to do with that. And a lot of other artists that came out, even now. Yeah. You know, uh, big ups to Chuck because Chuck is one of my favorite. If you want to know voice wise, like 
of the hard hard knock Chuck D was that voice. Yeah, we did that radio. Suckers never play me <laughs> on yep. the mix. Oh, man, that nobody sounded like Chuck. The closest person mm. to come to Chuck was a rapper from the West Coast. That was uh, Paris. Paris. Yeah, that was the closest. Actually, Paris was. I think he was signed with with um Public Enemy enough. He, he was. He, he was I part of. Yeah, because they were connected, and he was uh, representing the Black Panthers, which he he had had some uh, some beef with uh, the FBI at one time. Yeah. Yep, I remember. Man, I can't believe all that stuff that came out back then. It's just a lot of music. If we would have actually thoroughly go through each year and what came out and the albums. There was so much music we don't forgot about. Man, I mean, even Sweet Tea when she came out with her joint. Oh yeah, that's a uh, that's a dark skin sister. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. I know. Forget. Well, she used to have. She's always had her hair done nice. I never forget yeah. it. You know, and then I'm looking at Yo Yo. She had her time too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Remember Bahamadia? Uh, Bahamadia. She did rap and jazz. I always, I always wondered if her and uh, Rock Kim would ever get together since Rock Kim was big up on the jazz thing. I mean, I thought honestly years ago I did think that they were going to get together and do a track, but it just never. It never came to. Never came to. You know what I'm saying? And usually. When people talk about it, when people get in the studio, they're like, yo, we should get together. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't network that idea of Bahamadia and Rakim. You know what I'm saying? But I think that would have been a lovely tight track. You know what I mean? Well, I'm still wondering what would have happened if Pot and Rakim would have came together. <laughs> that would that would have been major. Or Biggie. That would have been something major, major. That that man. When I say and that, if there was no, if there was no beef, and all three of them was on the track, yeah, who would be the producer? How would the track sound like? I mean, like I remember, like I said, just going through the stuff. They call me D Nice. Man, that track. Oh, he and he uh, performed on that that hip hop. I was psyched to see him. He's older now, but he still came, went out there and did his thing. Yeah, man. I mean, if you look at the Big Daddy King when he first came out. You cannot forget Big Daddy song, King with Ain't No Half-Stepping. Ain't No Half-Stepping, but that Lean On Me song, man. Well, I don't like him. But he called me with that Ain't No Half-Stepping. That was an old school track. Mm-hmm. Brought, brought up to uh, at that time. And uh, he was still on that pimp. So I thought he was the greatest pimp from New York <laughs> because the way he dressed. And then he had uh, bro, he had his dance. He did play Kane. That was his thing. The dress code. Mm-hmm. That dude would crazy. He's still like that now. You know what I mean? And the fact that him, Rakim, and KRS One, they cool like that. That's mad crazy. Word. I mean. Even when uh another one, Fat Joe, like he he switched up the pace. Cause you yeah, look at yeah. the albums, it was just straight raw and gutter. But then when he started switching it up, doing a few party joints and getting into the, you know what I'm saying? Joe has him. Joe has him. Man, Joe took me off guard when he did that lean back. I was not expecting that to come out like that. 
He did the lean back. Then Jay-Z yeah. did brush his shoulders off. I mean, they, they were still sticking to the, the, the thing with the body. Yes. I mean, like, like, like everybody had a, res- like, back then, bro, everybody had a response for another song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how, bro, that's how the New York vibe is. You know what I'm saying? It's still that way, but like I said, we got to bring it more to another advanced level. I always wonder what happened to Lord Finesse. Showbiz and AG. Lord Finesse is still producing tracks. Lord Finesse, oh. Oh, Lord Finesse, <laughs> MC. Like a lot of people don't really talk about Lord Finesse, but Lord oh, Finesse. Yeah. The dudes had some beats, bro. Yes. AG. I always wonder what happened to the alcoholics. They was out at that time too. Well, I heard currently told. I heard the alcoholics supposed to be getting back together, and I think mm-hmm. they're trying to uh, bring back Exhibit with them. You know, for for a hip hop reunion between uh, them two. That's going to be crazy. I think that's going to be fire. Uh, truth to be told, there's no not going to be no more West Side Connection. They've been, <laughs> they been asking Cube about that, and Cube was like, I don't see that happening. You know what I'm saying? And, but him and Dub C still cool. Dub C just did a track on something recently. Yeah, yeah. Dub, him and Dub C is still cool, but it's, it's, it's actually something with Mac 10. I, I don't know exactly what's what on that. But I know yeah. Cuban Mac Ten ain't seeing eye to eye on something, so he said that it's stuff that would what's our connection ain't happening. Well, if they can let that beat go, I hope there wasn't no death involved on, on the set uh, on the gang territory situation. Um, them guys, them guys will make a serious album right now. They didn't make an album right now. It would probably be something serious. Oh yeah, it, it'd be something fat, especially especially with Snoop right now running death row. Man, and I already heard some new stuff that's coming out right now. So I know they they about to go kill them on the on the industry right now. They about to balance it out. It's gonna be major on that balance. You know what I'm saying? So all I, I mean, can say the 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 newbie the 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 newbies out of the trap phase got to get together. Who I hope I see soon. Love to see with uh Battle Cat is OG Genesis. Oh, OG Gen, yeah. Man, if he gets with Battle Cat, it's gonna be fat money. That's gonna be something major. That's gonna be something fire on another level. I saw other boy from the West Coast that, that that we be loving to listen to when we riding. Uh, he's lyrical. Uh, uh, Don Kennedy. Don King. Don Kennedy. Man, yeah. that's another one I can't wait to see come out with something new. You know, that's just yeah. for the West Coast. He's got some joints, though. I, I, I be loving his joints, you know what I'm saying? And, I, love, and, I love to see Quan and Nas back together one more time for something else, but I don't know if they'll ever work together again because Quan wasn't too happy with the outcome. I think I, I think that, I think it might happen, you know what I'm saying? Nas is at a point now he's trying to get where he's working with a lot of different people, so I, I, I get that. I, I, I think Nas is probably going to try to Try to make that happen again, you know what I'm saying? Well, wouldn't it be nice to have Quan, Nas, and AZ on the track? That, that yeah. would be crazy. That'd be bananas. That would be fire. But I'm still I'm I'm hyped about hearing this 50 cent joint with, with Nas. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm saying? 
And I started telling people last night about it. And they were like, get out of here. 50 Cent and that. I'm like, yo, they actually did a track together. That's going to be nice. It's on Nas's new album, which comes out this Friday. Well, you know, 50, I like 50 style. You work in secret, you find out later. <laughs> I love that about him. Man, I mean, 50 always going to give you something, though. You know what I'm saying? 50, even though, like I said, he's 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 pretty much, I think, putting it all up together to retire from the rap. I know his acting career is going big right now. He's going to be in the next Fendables 4. You know what I'm saying? He got much stuff that he's writing on the TV shows. So 50 is really about to, you know what I'm saying, take it to another another high, high yeah. state. You know who else I'd like to, to hear come back to give us them them club joints? Uh is uh um Lil, uh, Lil John and his whole crew. Yeah. And also uh your boy uh uh the one that does the uh bartender, um trying to say his name. Which one? The one, the one that did the track bartender. Oh, T Pain. T Pain. I love T Pain to come back and give us another fat joint. Yeah, you know, it, I think it's all coming, man. I think it's all in the networks. And you know, the, the, the tracks that I love, I love the I love Lil Wayne stuff in the past. Not all of it, but a lot of it I did. And uh, but I enjoyed when him, Future, them did something with T Minus's production. I oh, missed yeah. that. T Minus production really changed the game. And uh, I, I think we do for some some of that flavor back in there, man. That that'll boost the whole uh, rap scene back up. It'll be, it'll definitely boost up the rap scene. It'll definitely give something more, you know. Like I said, it's 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 all it's all in the matter. I mean, I, I'm actually waiting to see if Timberland is actually gonna put out something. He hasn't man. really put out. I mean, he's he's been producing for people, but he hasn't put nothing out himself in what a while. What would happen? What would have happened if we hadn't have lost Aaliyah? And you still had genuine, and you still had uh, uh, missing all of them together. They still would be making hits. It would it have been a nonstop thing. If yeah. Aaliyah was still around, that would have still been a non non nonstop joint. You know what I'm saying? Because Timberland always has something in the mix in the studio to come up with and rock. You know what I mean? And, and Aaliyah was. I'm sorry, she was the the epitome of a beautiful black sister. Yes. I'm sorry. And then, then the fact that I got it, it was just amazing to see her and DMX doing pictures together. That was amazing. And the fact that both of them are gone. Yes, both of them are gone, man, you know. And, and it's sad to say, man, but Aaliyah... They were powerhouses. Both her and X were powerhouses. And they worked in the movie together, too? Yep. That Romeo almost died, man. Died. I want... I want like I wanted more of Aaliyah and DMX to do movies together and, and coming, you know, through a few more movies. Mm -hmm. And Jet Li too. Oh man, yeah. With Jet Li, that, they went hard. Or you know, but like I said, it, it's it's the way we hold it down, man. It's it's the way that we get this, you know. And again, I'm thankful for all the all the great music that we had, all the different producers that we had you know the top producers and and, and people that's trying to get up there as a you know with the production team i mean it, it's so much more that we got to go with you know what i mean and hip-hop is always going to be our future our life 
You know what I'm saying? If you was born in this hip hop generation, that's what you're going to do. You're going to breathe it, live it, eat it, love it. You know what I'm saying? And every time you sitting here and somebody's eating or for the production of making a hot ass album, you know, or, 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 or doing a productive track with, with different, you know, multi MCs on there, it's always a major thing. You know what I mean? And it's always a beautiful thing to have these major MCs. To have all these people with the growth in the networks. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to when we do our stuff. That's gonna be coming soon. Like like Yes, sir. You know, like I like I've been looking forward to doing this stuff for years because remember when we first got, you know what I'm saying, when we first started connecting and we connected on a mutual level automatic. You know what I mean? I don't know what that was. It was like a magnet. Soon we started talking, and it was like it, it, it was just yeah. It was just one of those like, like boom, like yo, you know. And I know once we get in the lab and start creating the stuff, I had a track in my head when I met you after we started connecting dots about the East Coast, and the song was "This Is It." Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is it. So. uh I knew, I knew when we vibe. I said this was this was the dude that I needed to meet a long time ago. This the and that I was the same year, man, because, like I said, when I went through all that stuff about you know the production, the production team having a record label and working yeah. with people, and it didn't work out right. I was like, and I know once me and you connected, I was like, yo, all right, yeah, we 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 supposed to be doing some music. We supposed to be networking. We supposed to be getting this 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 that lined up and done. And I mean, yeah, it took years because we had, you know, wrong people, wrong time that was around us. You know what I'm saying? And didn't have our back on, on that situation. But I mean, we it's above, it, you know, and, good. and when 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 uh, when you came through and I was like, yo, let's do this podcast. That's when we was like, yo. You know, and then once you started seeing for what it was and what it is, you was down with it, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I got out of my comfort zone because I, I realized where you was going with it. I'm like, you know what? I'm one hundred. I ain't got nothing to lose, <laughs> but some sleep for two hours. <laughs> exactly. So, but it took us to where we at right now, and like I said, we're two years in. You know what I'm saying? The anniversary show is today, y'all. And like I said, uh, TV Cafe is a marking stone, y'all. We represent, we're real live, real entertainment, hip-hop community. And like I said, we give you the real. You know what I'm saying? We don't give you that half partake. We give you the full adapts in that situation of the current events of hip-hop. And you know, hey, much love to Sammy for uh, holding us down. And uh, letting us be on this uh, platform. And uh, also much love to uh, our, our co-partners that was with us that got us started, which was uh, Billy and uh, JR. Uh, JR. And also uh, much, love to, uh, much love and a prayer out to uh, Juvie. Because I, yes. I know Juvie. Shout out to Juvie. Juvie's had some challenges, man. And I know she couldn't be with us on the show right now. But uh, mad love to her and a big shout out and prayer for her. And uh, also, uh, big shout out to you, my brother. You done made it thank another you, year. You. You're still alive and breathing. And I love you, man. Long I'm thankful for that, man. You know, and I, I'm thankful for the birthday presents. You know what I'm saying? And 
and just the people that you know showed me, you know what I'm saying, and hung out with me and all the birthday love. And I'm still getting text messages as we as we've been on air about the birthday, and you know what I'm saying. So I thank everybody. I thank all the fans. Thank all the people that showing the love. People that really, you know what I'm saying. It, it was a big hype for me for 43, you know. And I was like, yo, the way I thought of it and the way I wanted to celebrate it is the way it happened. Well, you know, homie, I'm gonna say this while we alive. Uh, and I don't know nobody get this twisted. I'm not gay or nothing like that. Uh, but you mean a lot to your boy. Um, same here, same here, you know, big bro. I hate, to, I hate to hear God done took either one of us away. And uh, I definitely uh, appreciate what we have all these years. You know what I mean? I hope, yes. uh, we get to live and see uh, the blessings out of all of this. We're gonna we're gonna live and see the blessings, man. Because like I said, look look, look at what, what what we done. You know what I'm saying? Look at where we at right now. Yeah. Not too you know many people saying? can say they got a, a, a friendship or a relationship with somebody that's true and loyal at the exactly. same time. Because you know I mean? loyalty, like I said, loyalty leads you to a bigger, bigger state of mind and a bigger place. Yes, sir. You Dang, know what I mean? A lot of time already, my brother. I don't mean to shut the business down. Because I was getting ready. I was getting ready to start wrapping it up. Because, like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm just thankful for the, like I said, chapter 43. Thankful yeah. for my team. I'm thankful for, you know, Sammy. You know, shout outs to Juvie again. Shout out to Billy Jr. You know, like I said, everybody that was with us on, on, on rocking this TV Cafe show. And, and big shout out to Kev. Kev yes. came, along, came a long way with us uh, so far. Uh, with the, I didn't even know he was going to be on there as long as he has right now. But uh, man, yeah. I love to the brother and, and prayers out to what he's doing right now and to have success with that. And uh, I pray that we all get to to work together like we plan on it and make some big and better things happen. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, man. Like I and said, Gabe, that's a big shout-out. And also, Gay, O, and uh, and Vic. The Word. ones that have been on our boards with us, man. Much love to y'all for being there with us, man. Y'all y'all got us in our... We got you in y'all in our hearts, correction. <laughs> we got exactly. y'all in I can get the words out. But y'all, y'all in our hearts. And, and Sammy, and like I said, I'm glad that you're back at the office. It was a well, well, well recovery. Yeah, much love to you because, Sammy like I said, don't know. Sammy don't know. We we put out some mad shout outs for her, prayers and everything. Yeah, yes. right, and yeah, if you go back, you see I called you out a lot of times, and Vic did his same thing. So you know, we show love. We show love because love is love. Love is about love, you know, but. Like I said, again, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank all the people that really put it down with us and held it down with us. Like I said, this stepping stone for 43 is a, is a blessing. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to see another year. You know, there's so many people that, you know, I hate we, that we lost during the last couple years. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I got I got an artist right now that's working on some new music. So pretty soon y'all gonna get a chance to hear that. Uh, my homegirl that we had on the show last year, she's working on some new music as well. So you're gonna be getting some new material from her pretty soon. We're about to link up because me and her have been having long conversations and talking about this music stuff. So we're gonna make this really happen on some major working networks, y'all. So look prepared, hear it soon. You know what I'm saying? We're about to do this. Uh, and thank all the fans for following us, reaching out for us. TV Cafe Show is the way That's we eat. Love. If you want to contact yeah. me, you can hit me up at VicSmooth7 on Instagram or the TV Cafe Show page. 
You know what I'm saying? Hit that like button. Hit that love button. Keep us networking. Keep us, you know, providing and going on in more details with the followers. Like I said, the following process is going so beautiful right now. Like I said, just give it that love and hit that like and tell your people about, about it and let their friends know and the other friends know about it and their family know about it. So we keep this surviving and going, y'all. And like I said, pretty soon, we're going to be working on the merchandise of the clothing line coming out for the TV Cafe show. I'm going to keep y'all posted and let y'all know every detail of it, y'all. RBA, let them know how they get in contact with you. Yeah, y'all can hit me up on TV Cafe and also Instagram, R-A-R-Y-E-H-187 on Instagram. And uh, we can chop it up about everything that we uh, talk on this podcast and stuff that we may not have talked on the podcast that might be of interest. But anyways, holler at us. Love, peace. I will say hair grease. I have no hair. But anyways, <laughs> much love to everybody, man. And our fans, we love you. Word, man. So like I said, man, just keep us posted. Keep this going. Keep this living and live and direct, man. And remember, love is love. Be true to yourself. Be true to the game. And overcome what you can overcome. And look for a brighter and better future and day, y'all. Because like I said, without y'all, wouldn't be no us so i want to thank everybody that incorporated us that got us here and we're going to stick to the plan and make it a better day so much love and sammy much love to you too for making a better day with the fishbowl radio network much love happy anniversary dog like i said tv cafe show live on and live prosper two years in and this is what we do y'all yeah yeah Hey, 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 this is Stevie B with the M.I.